Greetings, Weary Wanderer, and welcome back to Lonely TTRPG, the solo actual play and review podcast. This week, we are playing BBEG by Maps and Quests. So, you're the bad guy. Or in this case, you might be a group of them. You are the villain of the story. You're not that different from the heroes you fight against, really. If only they thought about it, they'd probably see they have a lot in common with you. Why won't those heroes ever just consider those things, right? Regardless of their reasoning, or yours, you have a vision of what you think things should be like. And you're going to make it so. You'll fight against those heroes in whatever way you need to so that you can make things the way you want them to be. See? There's a similarity already. Maybe. Just maybe. If you can't beat the heroes... You can convince them to join you. Alright, so this is a Caltrop Core based game, which means we are using D4s. It does use dice pools, so multiple is preferable. However, you can roll one multiple times. For safety, remember this is a game and should be fun. So use whatever appropriate safety measures you need in order to make sure that you are having fun. So for the first explanation on the rules, all right, this is a dice pool game, meaning you're going to roll pools of dice. So whenever you're rolling multiple dice, you always take the highest number unless you roll multiples of the same number. Then you take whatever that multiple is. So for example, you roll two twos, a one and a three. In that case, you take the twos. Now, if you roll multiple multiples, then you take the higher of the multiples. So if you roll three twos and two threes, you would take the threes because it's higher. Even though you rolled more twos, you're going to go with the threes. Again, this is Caltrip Core. We've done a couple of those. So one is going to be an absolute failure. Two going to be a partial failure. Three, partial success. And four, absolute success. And in the event of combat, a 1 means you take 1 damage, a 2, you do not hit, 3, you hit and deal 1 damage, 4, you hit and deal 2 damage. So for your character stats, you have several key stats. First up is Silver Tongue, where others rely on wits or brute force, you found that words are just as powerful. So this is how good you are at interacting with NPCs and how you can convince them. Next up, we got resilience. Sure, heroes hit hard, or at least what they call hard, but you can take it. So this is going to be your health and hit points. Putting a D4 here will give your character four additional hit points. Next up is healing. Being a villain doesn't make you immortal. This is how well you can heal yourself. A 3 will heal 1 point, and a 4 will heal 2 points. Athleticism is how strong you are. Physical stats. Evil devices. You make heroes pay with your dastardly devices. So this is going to be your crafting, your fixing, that sort of thing. Scheming, because of course you're the smart villain. This is your raw knowledge of the world and your ability to figure things out. And finally, and stay down. Dishing out the pain is just so much fun. This is actual combat and will determine how effective you are in combat. Now, as far as all your skills go, 
you start off with a D4 in each skill. Your archetype is going to give you additional dice to add to that, but on top of all of that, you're going to get an extra two dice to add to the stats of your choice. For your villainous archetype, you have anti-villain, mastermind, mad scientist, bruiser, professional, brute, and bad guy. Now, each of these will come with their own special ability. With that, when you roll an absolute success, you roll a single d4 afterwards as well. If you roll a 4 on that roll, then you can add one usage of your special ability. When you use that, you deduct one usage. Now, full disclosure, this is not intended to be a solo game per se, but it is a game easy enough to play solo. So that is what we're going to do. And to do that, we are going to go ahead and transition over to our game board. So up first, we need to decide what our archetype is going to be. So there are seven archetypes in the book. So we're just going to roll our random number generator. And we got a four, which is the bruiser. You can take a beating and keep on dishing it out. You gain two dice in resilience and one in and stay down. And for our special ability, if a combat roll would drop you to zero hit points, you may roll a d4 and add those hit points instead. So a slight clarification on the special ability rules. So anytime you roll a d4 in the game, you get to roll an additional d4. If that comes up as a 4, you get to add 1 to your usage column on your character sheet which will allow you to use your special ability whenever you would like. Again, as long as you have something in there. So we got the bruiser archetype. So all we need now is a name. So let's call ourselves Billy the Bruiser. So for our stat array, we're going to give ourselves 1d4 in silver tongue, 4d4 in resilience. That is our extra two for being a bruiser. Plus I added one of my additional dice. 1d4 for healing, 1d4 for evil devices, 2d4 for athleticism because I added my other additional dice, 1d4 for scheming, and 2d4 for and stay down. And of course we have zero uses for our special ability just yet. So with our 4d4 that gives us a whopping 16 hit points as Billy is a beefy boy. So we're going to say that Billy, Billy never set out to be the BBEG. He was a big boy. People tried to pick on him for being the big boy. I mean, after all, everybody likes to pick on the big guy because, I mean, if you can take down the big guy, that's just great for you. A lot of unfairness in, take, in picking on the big guy because if I fight back, well, you know, of course I'm going to win. I'm the biggest and the strongest. But if they win, then, oh, good for them. They beat up the big guy. So, ended up in a lot of scrapes that way. And when you end up in a lot of fights, you become known for fighting. And, of course, that caught, that caught the attention of some people who took me under their wings, showed me how, how that part of the world worked. And I learned what I could and developed what I could. 
and eventually found myself in a position of running my own little piece of paradise. In fact, that's what I ended up calling the neighborhood, the piece of paradise, because it was mine and I got to run it the way that I wanted. But of course, not everybody was too keen on the biggest and the strongest being in charge. So they started contracting out, trying to find someone who could take me on. And let's see who our enemies are. So there is a table in the back that has enemies and allies, what they are trying to do, and to what of yours. So I got four for my enemies, which is Heroes of the Realm. So the whole crux of this kerfluffle is the Heroes of the Realm are trying to take my ancient secret. Of course, my ancient secret is the fighting technique that I've been using. I was very fortunate to find a tutor in one of the lost arts of bare knuckle brawling, but a very particular style of bare knuckle brawling. This isn't this isn't just a street brawl, okay? I am a professional at this. This is how I have come to own piece of paradise and apparently I have made too good of a name for myself because the heroes of the realm are trying to are trying to get that secret luckily this is not a secret that can be easily taken it must be earned so really it comes down to if these guys if these guys can earn it now I do have a bit of an advantage I do know that they are coming so I think I'm going to spend the first part of my day just kind of rearranging Piece of Paradise to help kind of funnel them in. So I'm going to try to set up some blocking positions, some obstacles and whatnot. Not really traps per se. I'm just moving stuff into place to keep them from easily going wherever they want and funneling them to where I want. So that's going to be my athleticism. And I got a one and a two, so that's going to be a two for my result which is a failure unfortunately unfortunately despite despite what i've been trying to do with a piece of paradise the stuff that i needed to move around was just a little too heavy for me we're talking large wagons heavy crates that sort of thing and it's not like it's not like the residents are too keen on helping me out so like i got I got one or two pieces in place, but it was not creating the funnel I hoped for. And so I just kind of, I kind of gave up on it. That This is a, this is a waste of effort, especially when I know I got a fight coming. I got to focus on that. So I guess the question is, are the heroes coming today? And we're going to go ahead and use 1d4 for our Oracle with one being no, an extreme no and four being an extreme yes. So are these guys coming today? That is an extreme yes. In fact, in fact, I would say that not only are they coming today, they caught me as I was trying to rearrange some of the stuff because I thought I had more time. Obviously, I did not. And of course, of course, they come up behind me and they know who I am because I kind of stand out. 
but they launch into some speech or another and it's it's the same speech it's the same type of speech that i've heard a dozen times before oh we're here to free the people and blah 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 you you would think that they all got the speech from the same person like seriously what are the bards in this town doing they're not what's the point of having bards if they're not going to write a good speech for your party instead it's all just the same regurgitated stuff i'm only mildly paying attention you know i'm trying to catch my breath i was just trying to pick up a wagon and finally i'm going to just turn around and look at him and go look i get it y'all are trying to prove your worth how many are there there are four of them I'm rolling fours all night. This is great. Except I'm rolling fours for the good guys. So maybe not so great. But look, I get it. Y'all are trying to prove that you're worthy of this technique. Fact of the matter is, I can't just hand it over. You do have to prove yourself. And four on one hardly seems like a fair fight. Like a type of fight that really proves one's worth. So, what do y'all say that that we settle this one-on-one? -on -one? And I'm going to use Silver Tongue, rolling 1d4 for that. And two, failure. Yep, only the good guys get to roll well, it seems. Even the dice are biased. So, they ignore my request as they all seem to fan out around me. Now, are there any magic users in the party? One, absolutely not. Good, good. All, all, may, or correction, all martial types. Makes sense. They want to learn my fighting technique. Are there any ranged combatants? Two, no. Good deal. So I don't have to worry about anybody sitting in the back and trying to harass me that way. So it seems that all four of them are going to circle around and attempt to engage me all at once. Now, this is just fine by me. It's not the first time I fought a group of people. I'm going to go ahead and give them all... I'm going to give them all four hit points. So they will have a total of 16. That way things stay somewhat fair. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to charge at the first one. Rolling my 2d4, and I got a 4. So I'm going to go. I am just going to smash them in the face. Opening with a expert usage of this technique. They wanted to learn it, and I'm just showing them firsthand. Now, not only does that deal 2 damage to them, but I also get to roll to see if I get special use. No, I do not get any charges to my special ability. But. That is all right, as that first guy is definitely feeling it. So as we said that there were no magic users or range types, we'll give everybody 2d4 for their stay down. So the first one is going to attack me, and they're also going to get a 4, so I'm going to take 2 damage. Next one attacks. They miss. Third attack is a miss fourth attack another two damage after all i am fighting four people 
and I'm just taking body blows to the back. You know, they seem to be focusing on my kidneys. But two can play at that game as I am going to square up on the one that I smash in the face. And I'm going to continue to demonstrate the ancient technique that they so desperately wanted to learn. And that is another four. So he is going to drop to the ground. And they only have three remaining. That also gives me a chance to charge up. And I do. I do get one use of my special ability. Which is going to come in real handy here in a minute, I have a feeling. As I turn to face my new opponent. And the three remaining guys get ready to attack. So for the first one. That is another two damage. Second one misses. And third one misses. Great for me. As I smile through. As I smile at them. My face twisting. Because after all. I've been hit in the face several times. My nose has been broken several times. This is not a pleasant smile. And it twists my face into a not pleasant expression. As I bring an elbow down on him. Luckily, he seems to be a little quicker than his compatriot. So he only takes one point of damage. As they go to respond, the first one misses. The second one does two damage. And the third one does two damage. So as things are standing right now, our heroes are sitting at 11 HP. Three heroes, one of them on the ground. I am currently at 6 HP. Things are not looking good. I'm starting to feel a little winded from these body blows. And I'm going to let out a growl of anger as I bring my arms back before thrusting them forward towards my opponent's solar plexus. It's going to be another four, so they're going to go ahead and take another two points of damage and I'm going to try and get an additional use out of my special ability which I do very beneficial this is the actual key to my special technique it's going to be how well I can stay up because after all I'm about to take another three attacks first one deals one second one misses Third one deals two, so I lose another three in the exchange, bringing me down to six. I'm feeling a little wobbly, a little woozy. I'm going to attempt to circle my opponents using some footwork before throwing a haymaker. The intent is to knock out the one and send them crashing into the other. Double fours. So I'm going to call that a success with that regard. I successfully knock out the one that I had been dealing with and send them crashing into their compatriot, chipping off a point of their health as well. I do not add another charge to my special ability. However, there are only two remaining heroes. As they get ready to attack, I take two... And one. So I take three points of damage. That's going to take me down to zero. 
Luckily for my special ability, I get to roll 1d4 and regain that many hit points. Of course, it's only one. And I do not have the action economy for whack-a-mole to work in the way that I want. I am definitely going to take that blow to the chin and sink to a knee. And as I hear them chuckle, thinking that they may have done it, I'm going to yell out as I unleash an uppercut, a savage uppercut, dealing another two points of damage and another use of my special ability, which is going to come in really handy as any hit is going to knock me out. So for the first attack against me, that is two points of damage. So that'll knock me out. Maybe. All right, so I dropped zero. I regained one. For the second attack, that is another two points. So I dropped back down to zero. Finally, I got a four. So I am back up to four health. There are currently two opponents with five HP between them. And I have no more uses of my special ability. So time to once again unleash what is hopefully a savage punch. This time to the jaw, I'm looking for that good night button on their chin. And that is a miss. Apparently, I am a little winded. I'm a little too tired. I've taken three near knockout blows already. The first one is going to get one point against me. And the second one's going to get two. So I'm back down to one HP. I will counter another miss. It seems that my time has finally run out. Yep. And they deal another two points of damage. But I did successfully take out two of them. Almost took out three. And as I fall to my knee, my hands and knees, I hold up a hand in a steadying motion as I chuckle softly. <laughs> all right. All right. You two have proven yourselves worthy. I'll teach you two. These two on the ground, you're going to have to find something to do with them. I'll show you guys. And I will find them quarters in a piece of paradise and begin their training in the ancient techniques of bare knuckle brawling. And that is BBEG, a very rules-like game by Maps and Quest. Now, I like this. This was this was fun. This is this was designed to be a very small concept. It was always intended to only be a short game, something to do to kind of get a feeling for your villain, kind of feel it out, see what it's like, see what you want to do with it. And I think that I think that there is a lot of potential in there. The entire booklet's only eight pages long, so definitely a lot of potential in there for filling in whatever you want to fill in. Fun game, not not bad at all to do. Not bad at all to do solo. You do kind of have to. You do kind of have to be comfortable running solo campaigns with it. After all, this isn't this isn't designed to give anybody really anything let alone a solo player without a GM. 
But, you know, as you guys heard, as you guys saw, not that, not that hard to come up with something, you know, just come up with your, come up with your basic crazy villain plot, whatever, whatever crazy villain thing you wanted to do and just have fun with it. Just go ahead and roll through it, roll through some of those crazy experiments or some of that rise to power type stuff. Caltrip core makes it very quick and easy to do. Because after all, it's just, it's basically yes, no. Which, I mean, at the end of the day, most games are just yes, no. You know, just extra steps involved. A very, a very simplified mechanic system so that you can just roll through and have fun being evil and developing evil plans. And seeing if those plans come to fruition... Or if you're going to be a Saturday morning cartoon villain, you know, both are perfectly fine options, but yeah, no, this was a, this was a great game. Mappy did a good job with it. Definitely, definitely captures a vibe and I totally had fun with it. Totally endorse it. So if you would like to check out BBEG for yourself, you can find it on itch for $5 at maps-in-quests.itch.io slash bbeg. Again, low, low price of $5. He does offer community copies for certain amounts of certain amounts of regular copies sold. And he does routinely post this game to various bundles, or at least he did last year when he released it. So keep an eye out, keep an eye out, check out, check it out. If you do decide to pick it up, make sure that you tell them that Steel Stash sent you. And remember, I must ask y'all to stay awesome. This has been a Black Dragon Dungeon Company production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating with your podcatcher. It really helps get us out to more people and spreads our name out there. Or you can share us with a friend. Other ways you can help support the show is you can check out some of our products over on itch.io or DriveThruRPG. You can also join our Patreon to receive early access and have the opportunity to ask us any questions that you want. You can find us on Twitter at bddc underscore pod, or you can email us at blackdragondungeoncompany at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.